Poochie Gross is one of our favorite all-time personalities at ESPN, and I texted him yesterday. I said, come on with Jerry and me and make us seem less stupid about things National Hockey League. He's agreed to do that. John Bucigras joins us on the AT&T hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. Good morning, JB. How are you? Well, that was your exact text. Yeah, it was my exact text. Your well, journalism has not slipped. I need <laughs> your sources now. Hey, are we looking uh, at a nuclear spring here in the National Hockey League with Detroit out, the Rangers may be out, Penn's gone, Canucks gone, Blackhawks may be gone, and maybe the Bruins as well. What must Bettman thinking right now? Yeah, the, the second and third round ratings are going to suffer for sure. They're not going to be as good. We're losing great hockey markets. You know, the, the ridiculous format that has these four or five matchups anyway, um, you know, are, are, are so dumb. They should do it, you know, by total points. It doesn't matter if you win your division. Um, so as a result, we lose either Pittsburgh or Philly. We lost Pittsburgh. And then the, in the West, either Nashville or Detroit, we lose to Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's part of the master plan to put these uh, non, you know, these non-traditional warm weather, population growing markets, and you know, over time, maybe these playoff performances by these teams will help them long term and help the league. We'll see. Is that is that what the league thinks? Because ratings aside, is this something they want? This new blood. Well, that, well Gary Bettman's original plan was to put a team in Raleigh and Tampa and Phoenix, and then get a big TV national TV deal. Mm-hmm. Um, by, but that didn't quite work out. I mean, the last TV deal wasn't terrible with NBC and uh, Comcast, I should say. That worked, you know, that ten-year deal, and they got a lot more money than they did before. And maybe in ten years, you get these Phoenixes and these other traditions, uh, these other non-traditional markets, population growing markets at the time. Some not so much anymore. Then you'll get a bigger TV deal, a bigger pie. Hey, do you ever wonder, John? I mean, you do a lot of talking, a lot of tweeting, a lot of writing, blogging about the NHL. Do you ever wonder if it's all just pointless that? analysis is, is, is futile because weird bounces, weird things happen, and as we see now, you know, upsets are the order of the day and nothing seems to stay true to form? Yeah, there are some numbers that play out over time, and those are the ones I try to find and the ones I pay attention to. Um, you know, teams that can score goals usually win the Stanley Cup. Very rarely the non-top-10 goal-scoring teams win the Cup. And uh, so if you're not a top 10 goal scoring team, your chances are very low. Occasionally a team will do that. The two of the three doubles teams were not good goal scoring teams. One was. One was the second best in the league. People kind of don't give the Devils credit for that team. But the other teams were not. And we have a couple teams this year in the postseason who don't score a lot of goals. And we have some teams like the Bruins, who now are the highest remaining goal scoring team, who score goals. So usually that will favor the high higher goal-scoring team. But, yeah, there's bounces, and there's a seventh year of the salary cap, and that certainly has put everybody together now, and the margin for error has is, is never been less than it is now league-wide. Okay, good. Now give us your analysis of the Bruins, <laughs> Caps, Game 7 at uh, Boston, at, at the Garden. Uh, are you with Melrose? Do you believe everything points to a, another Bruin Game 7 victory? Well, it does. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the Bruins... Uh, are an excellent road team. They won more games away from the Garden than in the Garden this year. That's a, that's always I like that. That's a good. That's a sign of character. Those teams who have terrible road records are usually the teams that don't have much spine. And uh, so they have. You know, they're they're so obviously they have character. Like I said, they're the highest goal scoring team left in the playoffs. Um, and but they're also unlike a lot of high goal scoring teams like the Penguins and the Flyers and teams like that. They're a good goal prevention team too. Uh, they, we know about their Game 7 experiences last year. They won three of them, um, one on the road, and then, of course, the two uh, at home against Montreal and Tampa Bay. So they've been there recently. 
Sagan is coming along, one of their better players. And they have so many people do. <laughs> and I think all the signs do point, point to them winning. Plus, you have an experienced goaltender who seems to rise to this occasion versus one who was unproven at this level in a Game 7, you know, uh, cauldron. Right. And I, now, Thomas hasn't been as good as last right. year. And that's one, of, you know, that's one of the problems. You know, last year was just an epic performance in the postseason. These numbers have slipped a hair, but a hair can mean that one goal in the third period and uh, late in the third period to force overtime or one in overtime. So, I mean, it should be a tight game. Washington's going to play very conservative. They're going to dump it and chase it. They're going to, they're, you know, I don't think you're going to see the turnovers you saw yesterday when they smell blood. Dale Hunter is experienced. He does have a nice calm demeanor. Uh, uh, behind the bench, which I think helps them really well compared to the Bruce Boudreaux days, who's really jumpy. So uh, I think he'll help them in a Game 7, uh, being a former player um, and being a very calm guy behind the bench. John, I'm going to ask a question that I asked you exactly a year ago, and we ask every hockey analyst and expert that was on the program. Can the Bruins go far in the playoffs with the power play as anemic as it is? I believe they're 2 for 17 now. Last year the answer was no. At some point it's going to bite them in the butt, and it did, but it really didn't because they won the Cup. I'm asking the same question a year later. Can they get to the Stanley Cup Finals with this kind of power play? Well, you know, Tim Thomas gets his save percentage up to 940 again. It doesn't matter what they do. Obviously, right. he was the reason why they won the Cup last year, um, you know, more than anything else. And so if, it's, if he's not going to be there again, and he's not right now, then eventually that should catch up with him. Um, but, yeah, again, they're such a great five-on-five team. That's their strength. That's what they're all about. And and now they have you know they have so much speed now and they have size and they're tenacious and they have and they're nasty. Um, they really have so many uh, you know of the hockey attributes you want in your players right across the board: heart and character and toughness, and speed and skill. They have so much of it. They don't have to rely on one metric like the power play. Mm. So, uh, but it was, sure would be nice to see someone like Milan Lucic. I don't understand why he's not a great playoff performer. Um, I don't understand why he hasn't scored a goal. I don't understand why he can't get in front of the net and score on these power play goals. I never understood why he hasn't been a dominant power play performer. Um, you know, like a, a Phil Esposito and a Cam Neely with that size, reach, a little bit of a release. He doesn't have the release of Esposito and Neely. He doesn't, he'll never have a Hall of Fame release like that. But I don't understand why he's not better. Well, he had a, he had a great play, made a great play from the game winner, setting up Sagan. He's been good. That's the thing. You watch him. You know, he's a great skater. He's got huge size, and he's not complaining the way he's playing. But when you, know, when you look at his playoff performance, you know, again, no goals this year and, and really only five last year. So, you know, you expect him – I expect him to pick off, off his early playoff performances. When he really get off to a good start because he, he has the game and the body and the whole thing to really be a, a guy who's going to go out there and score and, you know, so far, he hasn't done that production-wise this postseason. But maybe tonight's going to be his big night. He breaks out. And that's why I talk about a lot of guys are due to break out for them. And I just wonder if this is going to be one of those blowout game sevens, like old school days, or uh, or it's going to go right down the wire again. Hey, can you give us your expert opinion, John, on uh, Ovechkin? I mean, I think I, mean, I don't know what to make of him. He, obviously, he brings a lot of energy when he wants to. He, he had a goal, but it was a soft goal uh, off the faceoff, and he missed the wide-open net. I mean, he, he just seems like uh, he should be better. He should do more. My take is, of the two Alexanders on the Caps, Semin is better than I thought. Ovechkin is not as good as I thought. Hmm. Well, he – what I say, the game has changed since he came into the league post-lockout when you weren't allowed to touch anybody. 
And so he skated around everybody in the NHL with you know with his size and speed, and that's when he was pumping into his 65 goals and 50 goals and 50 goals as a rookie. And of course, the last two years he hasn't even got 40 because the league has allowed more to go on. Goal scoring has gone down every year since the lockouts, and that's why when after the lockout, uh, Stanley Cup playoff teams were the ones who could score goals. Um, now this year, I, I coming in, I said I really think this could be one of those years where we don't have a top ten goal scoring team win the cup, and our Ranger team, a Blues team, or a Kings team that was second to last in scoring. That could, that would never happen before. So goal scoring is down across the league, but he's always brought it in the postseason. That's why I, you know, that's why I do like him. Every postseason, he scores. He only has two this series, but he does have two. You could get two Wednesday, and then suddenly he has four for the seven game series. That's right. what I'm talking about. Those guys. When I kind of go back to Lucic, I know Lucic is not an Ovechkin talent, but he, Ovechkin brings it every postseason. I think the problem with this team hasn't been him in the postseason. It's been everybody else. Well, I'm kind looking of an average team. He's 37th. He was 37th in the league uh, with yeah. 65 points this year, trailing Tyler Sagan, by the way. Is that is that that? I mean, that's not productive enough for a guy of his with his skills with his talent level. No, uh, but you know he did have 38 goals. He almost he almost got 40. Um, he you know Bastion was out for most of the year, so he didn't really have a guy that was going to score off his little passes or dump ins or create his own goals. So um, I just you know like in the I still think he scores goals in the playoffs. He scores goals when it matters. I think he'll be good on Wednesday. I don't think he's going to lay an egg. Um, Simmons playing for a contract. He signed a one-year deal because everyone knows he's a dog, and so he signed a one-year deal. They were just hoping to get something out of him this year. He'll be, you know, he'll be. I don't think he'll be back next year unless unless they win this series and keep going. Maybe they'll bring him back again, but he's a short termer. So, I would expect Alex Ovechkin to play very well in Game Seven. Hey, John, did the Flyers just beat Crosby into submission? I believe I may be wrong. All of his eight points came in the first four games and none in the last two. Did they just wear him out? I think the Penguins organization has to look in the mirror. I think they have a, a little bit of a case of hubris going on from top to bottom, and I think they. Their defense is terrible. The Bruins, I, I was, you know, if I'm a Bruins fan, I would have begged for a Penguin matchup because um, they would have just crushed that defense. Um, their defense is average. Their goalie is way up and down. They have great forwards, but I think they look need to look in the mirror and, and see maybe we're not as smart as we thought we were, and maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. Hey, not getting ahead of ourselves here. Did did uh, do you like the Bruins Ottawa matchup if it comes to that? That's a that's a good matchup for the Bruins yeah. because. Ottawa's not a good defensive team. The Rangers are a terrible offensive team. That's why they're in the case they're in. That's the best matchup for the Bruins to play is the combination of Ottawa. Um, they score more than Ottawa and give up a whole lot less than Ottawa. So you like, it sounds like you like the Bruins to come out of the East? They're the best team left for sure. It's, it's uh, the, the, the one team, if I'm a Bruins fan, I hope the Rangers lose. That's the best competition for the Bruins. That'll be their toughest competition um, for the Bruins left. If the Rangers get knocked out, I think it's smooth sailing back to the cup. Although those flyer series with the Bruins are so strange the last couple of years, um, and they're a very formidable team, a great road team as well. But I think the Rangers are the, are the toughest test for the Bruins um, left the East. Hey, I'd be curious to your your take on this. We talked about this a lot last week. Do you think the league was happy with happier with Game Three of the Philadelphia Pittsburgh series or Game Four? Three was the violent, the crazy mayhem one, game. Mayhem game, and four was uh, you know different. It was ten to Ten to three, ten to four, whatever it was. Do these violent games? I'm not talking about you know the uh, Rafi Torres laying Hosa out and killing him, but I'm talking just right. the seek and destroy uh, the way they play, the way a lot of teams play. 
Is that a good thing? Does Bettman like that? Does Shanahan like that? If nobody's laying on the ice bleeding out, do they think that is the the best their their product can be, and, and, and is that what they want? Well, most of the NHL office likes it because most of them are Canadian, so there's uh. no doubt that they like it. Bettman likes anything. He's just a total business guy. That's all he cares about. That's all he knows. We haven't heard from him during this entire postseason. Why, is it not, why doesn't he announce a suspension? Why does he allow Brennan Shanahan to do it? I mean, you know, Roger Goodell announces suspensions. Roger Goodell talks about suspensions. Um, so Gary Bettman is a businessman. We know that. And he's done a great job growing the league in terms of revenue. So he just cares whether, you know, what's going to create the most you know, ratings in, in, the, in the revenue with some, obviously, some eye on the image for the league for his sponsors. That's what he deals with, especially the big whales, the big whale sponsors that he tries to secure every year. So they, they like a lot of it. The fighting with Crosby and Giroux, is, that's the best they could have. Because um, that gets attention. That, that the ratings in Canada and in the U.S. were the best for the Penguins and Flyers. That's what I talked about. One of those teams is now gone. That shouldn't be that way. Um, those should be second and third round matchups, not first round matchups. They both got 100 points this year. So uh, the league likes it because obviously it gets a lot of attention. It gets casual sports attention. But like you said, without without upsetting the soccer moms and to, to get too violent, so Sparky can go out and do the learn to skate in Rivia. Um, so it, it's a fine line they have. that they all, They've always walked that fine line. How violent do we go, but not too violent? Hey, I, are, you at the, are you sitting at the news desk right now? Can you tell us, is Vancouver burning? And <laughs> hey, look, we can't even play more boy with Brittle Luongo. There's plenty of Charmin left in Vancouver this morning. <laughs> can't even play. Actually, we heard from somebody in Vancouver this morning. She texted us or tweeted us and said, uh, no, nobody's riding. We're just too sad this year to riot. Yeah, they didn't plan ahead. You know, no. they, they saw Game 7 coming for uh, once the Stanley Cup Finals begin. They, 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 you know, they planned well in Canada. They weren't ready to riot. He's our hockey friend from ESPN, John Bucciagross. John, thanks for taking the time. Always appreciate some conversation with you. We'll talk to you down the road. Anytime, boys. Thanks. John Bucciagross with Dennis and Callahan on the AT&T Hotline. AT&T 4G LTE with speeds up to 10 times faster than 3G. AT&T, rethink possible.